a real thrill for me on the OHL podcast this week to talk about an author or with an author, but not just any author, the author of a new book about an Ontario Hockey League team and unapologetically one of my absolute favorites, Nick Caravaggio, who is the author of Pete's 101, the unofficial history of the Peterborough Pete's. Hey, thanks for making time to do this. Appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me. So obviously, by the title of the book, we know where you're coming from here, a history of the Peterborough Peets, and you must have a love for them. What's your earliest memory of going to a Peets game, of the Peets as a team? Uh, it was, uh, I know the exact date, it was uh, the 3rd of uh, this month of 1990. Um, my dad took me to my first game. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really wasn't a fan of hockey at, at that point. I was, uh, very young and, uh, and when he took me into that, that famous arena, like as soon as we walked in, there was that smell of ice and popcorn and it just, uh, I, I, I was hooked right away. And then as soon as we went onto the ice, you see the fans in the stands, you see the hockey going on and the action there, there's just something about it. Just all, all those all that stuff all just kind of coming at me at, at the same time was, was just incredible. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was love at first sight and we, we had such a great time together and, uh, it, it just was just kind of a fluke that we just went to that game. And then we had such a good time that we made it more, um, of a common thing. And then, uh, that's one of the reasons why we had such a very close bond was this was something that we could do together. So. And for more than 30 years, you and your dad did exactly that. Yeah, we, we started going to games more frequently in 95, 96. That was the first year that we, you know, got our season tickets and we were the same seats all the time. And uh, that was an incredible year. That, that that was the year, of course, that they had the big year where they had to host the, the cup. And that, that, that whole time was just magical. And there there have been a few good years since then, but nothing still tops that. It's one of my favorite things about hockey at this level. So I have fond memories of my dad taking me to the Kitchener Memorial Auditorium when I was a kid. And and I felt, Nick, like we were, I mean, knowing the city like I do now, it wasn't all that far to go from the house I grew up in to the <laughs> odd, but it felt like we were traveling. We might as well have been going to Toronto. It was such a big deal. And when you've got a team that's as close-knit to the community as Peter Rowe, as, as the Pete's are, you, I'm I'm sure you felt similarly. Oh, for sure. That's uh, I mean that this team is so special, and they they, they have such a huge following, um, and they, they they've been around for such a long time, and so it's uh, it's 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 still a thrill just to be a fan of this team. You mentioned the arena earlier. Can you explain it? I mean, look, it wouldn't be Peterborough without the PMC, but come on with the square corners and all that nonsense <laughs> in there. Let's go. <laughs> it's funny because at, at the time, I didn't know what the square corners was all about. That wasn't until later, but uh, yeah, it was it was much, it was slightly different than what it is now, of course. Uh, you know, people could still smoke back then, and so you could still smell some of the smoke in the hallway sometimes, but it was it was it was a little bit colder there, um, but uh, yeah, just something about it was was a little different. It was it was more of a um, like a small town rink, whereas now you know obviously it's a little more you know kind of spoofed up. But uh, yeah, that 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 first arena was was pretty special for sure. We wouldn't want it any other way in Peterborough, <laughs> would we? I mean, that's no. the arena you want <laughs> to have the Pete's playing in, and you want to be going to watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, like I know, I know some people. You know, they they usually complain about it, but you know, you just you just get used to it, and it's just 
it's I, I just wouldn't have it any other way. You talked about, you know, the smells of the arena, the popcorn, et cetera. Now, when I was a kid, we used to mum would pop some popcorn at home and we back. This shows how old I am, Nick, but you could take it. We take it in a brown paper bag into the arena with yeah. us. We, we would pop our own popcorn. Do you have a go to snack at the PMC? Uh, it's popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as good as it used to be, but it's still, you know, it's still pretty good. So, yeah, I think part of that depends on the company you're with, too. You never know. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I uh, can never finish those bags on my own anymore. So I, I need help. So, <laughs> OK, so how does a guy who's obviously a fan and has been for some decades of the Peterborough Peets decide to write a book about the team? Oh, it's just something I always wanted to do. Uh, it's uh, just something that's uh, just been on my bucket list for a long time. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of us have taken from the past few years with the pandemic is that life is short and, and it's unpredictable and you just never know what's going to happen. And and so uh, this is something that's been uh, on my mind for a long time and I wanted to give it a try. And, uh, and I, I didn't know what I was going to write about. And then uh, I just kind of thought about things sometimes. And then I would, I would think that, well, I mean, outside of feet, uh, this is what I'm really passionate about. I, 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 I love the piece. They've been such a big part of my life. And, and uh, yeah, so I, I just wanted to write about it because it was easier for me to do that. And so that's, that's why I did it. Well, if, if I may, that, that seems like a rather modest way to describe your undertaking here, because I don't know, Nick, that everybody decides that if they do have a book in them, and I'm sure many of us think we might, but uh, more than 300 pages, and it's called Pete's 101 because there are 101 different stories or essays that make up this book. That is no small feat, sir. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, like it, it wasn't supposed to be like this um, at the start. Uh, so at, at, at the start, it wasn't, it was mostly just going to be a collection of, you know, stats and figures and the odd story thrown in here and there because. I'm not a hockey guy. I, I never played at a high level. Um, I would have liked to play for the Peets, but uh, they never called me back. So <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just, I played house league. So that was the furthest I went. But uh, so I didn't, I didn't know any of the big names or any of that stuff. I, I knew a few people in, in town that, that, that were with them. And so those were the few that I talked to. And from there, it just kind of spiraled. And then I was never a big guy to, to you know, to actually talk to people. I was, that's just not what I was used to doing. And the more you talk to people, the more you just, you know, you kind of, you kind of go away from the interview process and you, you just talk to them, you ask them questions. And then it was amazing how many things that, that I heard voluntarily from these people about their stories and about, about how they got certain players to come here and all those things that I'd never heard of it before. Uh, and so I, I thought that was interesting. And so the book kind of evolved into what it is now. I'm going to guess that there aren't a lot of places you can go in the city of Peterborough and not encounter either a fan of the Pete's or at least somebody that knows the Pete's exist. Yeah, not many. That's uh, they're, they're a huge part of Peterborough for, for a reason. You know, they, they've been around for such a long time and, uh, even just driving around town, you still see signs everywhere. I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're in people's homes, they're in people's businesses, uh, you know, uh, you know, there, there's old ones, there's new ones. Uh, they all say, go Pete's go. And uh, it's, it, it's everywhere. And, and so people are very passionate about this team. Okay. So you talked about those conversations that you had and the stories that you uncovered through having those conversations. So 
Can you share with me the process then of compiling this entire book? Because mm -hmm. I meant what I said at the beginning. It's a real thrill for me to speak to somebody who's done what you've done because I'm a, an avid reader, but the process, the craft is very interesting to me and not something I think I'd ever have the stones to sit down and do. So like, how do you go about the process? Uh, well, it, it kind of started uh, uh, just uh, with a list, you know, so I said, okay, if I'm going to do 101 chapters, let's, let's try to think of things that I could write about. And so um, that, you know, I, I, I said, okay, let's see if we can get 25. And then I, I got 25 and then I would, I would, you know, kind of take a few days and kind of think a bit more. And then, so uh, I eventually got to 101 and then I said, okay, I think we probably need a little bit more just in case I, you know, start writing and I don't like how it's going. And so this would be like a backup. And so that's kind of how we got started. And I would just pick away it just kind of one at a time. Um, it was, it was a long process. It took about, uh, excuse me, it took about mm, maybe about a year and a half to really get all the interviews done and get the very, very rough draft of it finished. Um, before it was, you know, ready to be, you know, kind of sent off for the first person to read and give me like an honest feedback of how, how it is. And so, um, yeah, you, you just kind of pick away at it. I, I, I was never that guy that would sit down and write a paper in like six hours. I, I couldn't do that. I, I would just do like a little bit at, at a time and, and, and just pick away at it when, whenever I had time. So how long a process has this been? Uh, just over three years. So I, I started just before the pandemic. That's when I was starting to, you know, start to talk to people. And then uh, during the pandemic, we had some, we, most of us had some time off. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I had about three months off where I, I wasn't doing anything. So that, that gave me a good opportunity to get a lot of that finished. And, uh, and yeah, and then for the past year, year and a half, it was a lot of back and forth, just going over it and going over it and sending it to people and sending it back. And whatnot. so it's, it's, it's a long process, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm just glad it's finished. Do you remember what the first idea was that you jotted down the first story that you thought should be in your book about the Peterborough Pete's? Uh, Wayne Gretzky, because everybody talks about him and, uh, you know, some people know this, some people don't, that he played for the Pete's not for like a whole season, but only for three games. And I thought that would be a funny chapter because, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of kind of mystery as to why he only played three games, why he never came back. So there, there's a lot of that. And so I, I, I thought that would be a really cool chapter to start from because, um, I just kind of wanted to really set the record straight on that. So in mentioning that, you remind me of a good friend of mine in the Ontario Hockey League and somebody I know that you approached to write the foreword to your book. And I would not have known the Wayne Gretzky story had I not run into this friend one night before a Pete's game. And you got to understand, Nick, so I have a job to do as a broadcaster. And one of the most important things is to show up on time, because if I'm not, then there's a whole hell of a lot of dead air and nobody wants that. And And so wouldn't you know... I see Jeff Tui, our mutual friend at the yeah. arena, and he takes me into that little hall of fame mm -hmm. and he starts telling me all the stories. And that's where I first got the Gretzky story and, and a mm -hmm. host of others. And finally I had to say, Jeff, like I got to get back upstairs and be <laughs> on the air in like 90 seconds. Nice to see you, but I got to run. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I was, I was so fortunate for him because uh, again, like I, I didn't know him very well. Um, of course I've, I've seen him around many times and then, uh, I just kind of ran into him, um, uh, I guess it would have been three, four years ago. 
uh, we actually go to the same gym and I would, I would see him around in the mornings. And of course I always knew who he was, but I was, I'm, uh, I'm a pretty shy guy. Right. So I don't, I don't normally kind of go out and talk to random people. And so one day I just said, okay, I'm going to talk to him today. And so I just kind of just went up to him and just kind of told him who I was and saying, Hey, I, you know, I'd love, love to talk to you and ask you some questions with the pizza. And he was, uh, so, so generous and so welcoming and, uh, we, we had a pretty good little uh, time talking and we, we probably talked about maybe four or five separate times throughout like the years. And, uh, he was, he was tremendous. Yeah. I, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, same here. And obviously you picked the right subject. I mean, I'm sure he showed you his tattoo, right? He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Tui, the man with a Peterborough Pete tattoo. This is a thing. Okay. So for those that may not be as fortunate as you and I, Nick, what is the Wayne Gretzky story? How is it that he ended up playing those three games for the Peets and registering his first OHL points there? Yeah, so is uh, based on the research that, that I found out anyway, is that um, uh, he played for a farm team of the Peets. We're not really a farm team, but uh, they had uh, some kind of connection with them. And uh, he was, I think, 14 or 15 at the time. And and uh, they, they, they called him up because you, you uh, could actually do that through uh, kind of during that time. And uh, so they, they called him up uh, three separate times throughout the year. I think it was 75, 76. Uh, and um, yeah, and he, he played uh, three separate games and he, and he got uh, three assists. And so, um, and then they, you know, they, they, they would kind of send him back, back to where he was in, in Toronto. And then uh, and that was it. And then, he was uh, he was supposed to be drafted uh, that that spring, I guess, but uh, he went through overall, and and so everybody says that the Pete's cut him or that we didn't like him, we didn't think he was good enough. That's what some people think, which is odd. And uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that I'm sure the Pete's would have loved to have got him, but uh, he just he he got picked before the Pete's could could get him. So that's that's the kind of Cole's notes version of it. One of my favorite links and i didn't know this as a kid i only learned this as i got into the league a little bit more so maybe this explains why when i was a kid i always felt this connection i think i was telling you off the air that when i went to hockey games at the kitchener memorial auditorium as a child i always looked forward to the Pete's coming to town there was just something about the peterborough Pete's, and to this day even though i still work in kitchener and broadcast rangers games i've said without apology that the Peterborough Peets have the best uniform in the league. I just love the maroon and white. I love that simplistic logo across the front. For me, it does it. And yep. and the Peterborough Peets actually were the Kitchener Canucks before Kitchener yeah. let the franchise go and off it went to become the Peterborough Peets. still a fan of, of, of those jerseys that they had back in the 80s and 90s I mean that's probably because that's that's, that's when I first saw them so of course I'm gonna have some some kind of connection to that um, yeah they, they, they had those for about maybe 20 years or so and then they they, they kind of shifted away from that for a few years but uh, now they're sort of back to what they were before but it's uh, I still miss the ones from the 80s and 90s I I, I still think those were the, were the best so going back to that team kind of coming from Kitchener, early 1960s to Peterborough. And here we are 60 plus years later 
And the team is still there. We've seen teams come and go from all kinds of places. Most recently, Hamilton couldn't even hang on to a team. What is it that keeps the Peets in Peterborough? Uh, yeah, that's that's the big secret. And again, that's that's kind of one of the chapters that, that I talk about in the book. Uh, kind of, it's right it's right at the end. But um, there, there, there's a lot of reasons. Again, um, just what what I think. I mean, I'm not saying what uh, you know uh, what. Uh, so it's, again, it's just it's, it's just kind of my my opinion of it. But I think that's it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's um, uh, it's the way that the ownership is. Uh, they're not owned by one owner. They're owned by by a small group of people whose whose only goal is to keep the team in Peterborough no matter what. Um, whereas if they had an owner, you know, I'm sure they're going to have years where they're going to do good and some years where they don't. And if they don't do well, then they're going to they're going to sell. That's what a lot of people do, and can't can't blame them. Um, and then I think the other reason is uh, they've they've been successful at times. Of course, not all the time, but. You know they've they've uh, won the league ten times, so that's pretty good. And uh, so, of course, when you win that that often, you're going to have good players, and you're uh, you know you're probably going to make money just just enough to keep going, probably. And uh, and I think the the third reason is probably just with the fans. I mean, uh, they they've supported this team for for a long time. Uh, Peter Rose, funny, I think. Just I mean, you can say this about any fan base, but. Uh, they, they don't always show up for them, like, you know, on, on like a day-to-day basis, but whenever they start to win, this team, this whole town just comes alive. Like you wouldn't believe, uh, I've, I've, uh, seen this team when they're, they're they've been at their, their best and then at, at, at their worst. And when they get on a roll and they get going, it's, it's, it's amazing what it's like in, in town here. It's just, it's, it's, it's so incredible. And everybody gets behind this team and we, we saw it just this past spring. Uh, just, just a funny example. Um, uh, we, we've had season tickets for like 30 years, right? And so uh, there, there were some games where I, you know, we couldn't make it. So I, I would try to give the weight to people. And sometimes I couldn't give them away, like for free. People still wouldn't take them. And then when the playoffs started, they started to get to get on a roll. People would, those same people would come and ask me, hey, are, are, are those tickets still available? And I said, well, no, I'm going to the game. And then as, as, as time went on, it got, you know, the, 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 the as they went, got deeper in, into the playoffs, people started offering money for them, <laughs> like hundreds of dollars, because, you know, I, I've heard of stories of people spending like you know, almost a thousand dollars for a pair of tickets for, for this team. And so that's, that's, that's kind of why I think this, this team has, has lasted so long is it's just because of just the history of them. And they've been so successful for the most part, obviously they're not going to win all the time. And uh, they have a really good fan base. Was the city, Nick, ever in danger of losing the team? Did it ever come close to folding over the decades? Sure, yeah. Uh, there, there were a few times. Uh, there, there, there wasn't a lot known about it. Like, given when I was doing the research for this, uh, I, I got some of the story. I didn't get the whole story. Um, but uh, yeah, it has happened a few times. And then, of course, uh, there was one incident just a few years ago with, with, with the pandemic. They had, they had an issue with that. And so that's one of the things that I do talk about in the book. But yeah, they were close a few times. One of the other things that people may know kind of generally about the team is the affiliation with the Montreal Canadiens way back then. But if you're affiliated with the Montreal Canadiens, how do you end up in the eastern Ontario city of Peterborough? Um, I think that they wanted to, uh, 
have a team that was, you know, sort of between Montreal and Toronto. Uh, I think that's, that's kind of where they were kind of going with that. And so uh, Peterborough just happened to be just like the right place at the right time as they were looking for, for, for a new city. Because uh, uh, they just started building the, this, this, this famous rink that we have now. And so they thought, okay, well, if, if they're going to build this new rink, that, that's, that, that should be the best spot. And so I think there was a lot of factors at play, but I, I'm pretty sure that was one of the big ones, that that rink just happened to be built at, at that same time. And so they wanted to, like, some, some kind of city that was between Montreal and Toronto, and so Peterborough seemed like the best spot. So literally it turned out to be the right dot on the map. Yeah, basically. <laughs> what I've learned anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that people might question that, but that's that's the information that I got. Sure. Is there anybody that you wished you could have talked to for the book, but you were unable to? Uh, Roger Nielsen. Um, he, I mean, he was such a big part of this team. I think, you know, of course, I, there, there's a big chapter in the book uh, about him, of course, because he was, he was uh, very important to this team. Um a lot of people that I spoke to spoke very highly of him. Like most people either knew him or kind of coached with him or you know, played with him. And they, they spoke incredibly highly of him. And he, he just seemed like such a great man, very interesting man. Uh, and he, he, I think he would have been really um, very, very neat to talk to. But, uh, that's, but I think his voice is in this book a lot uh, based off of all of the talks that I had with people. So it's funny because uh speaking of people speaking highly of roger nielsen jeff tui who's a previous guest on this podcast spoke very highly of roger who of course hired him and as jeff told the story roger nielsen helped furnish his first apartment in peterborough yeah i know i heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> no that that just goes to show you just 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 how how nice of a guy he was i mean he he just he just liked to help people i mean that's that's the vibe that i got from talking to people Sure. Was that, uh, he, he just loved to help people. He loved to um, just just be there for them, and uh, and I think that was him in a nutshell. And so uh, I'm I'm not I'm not surprised that he would do things like that. So you mentioned earlier, Nick, that the ten league championships that the Peterborough Peets have won, and you became a fan in those. We started going regularly in the mid '90s when '96 they're hosting, and of course you get the automatic berth, but here, here's the thing, and you probably know where I'm going with this, and I'm sorry, but it's just the reality. Uh, the one, I'll bet you, were you even born in 79? I bet you weren't. Yeah, so the one that they won, Bobby Atwell's goal to win it for him in 79, is, is the other nine have been very elusive uh, yeah. to the Peterborough Peets. Is there any, is there any kind of Chicago Cubs-esque sense of lovable losers with the Peets? <laughs> think so i mean it's i mean it's it, it's so odd it's just uh yeah like it's it, it's odd that, that, that they've been to the mem cup 10 times and only won once uh but it's that, that that tournament is so unique and that just so many things have to go right for you right i mean it's uh i mean it's it's like a one game final where anything could happen i mean you can be the best team in the country and lose like two games all year, but in the final, you, that's, it's, it's just not your day. And so I think that happened to Peterborough a few times where they were like the dominant team and they just ran into bad luck or a bad bounce or whatnot. And so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, who knows why, but it's just, sometimes it's, it's, it's just not their night. And it, it, it just, it just wasn't their night on like eight of those times. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a very good outlook. But you know what? You make such a good point when you talk about the Memorial Cup and the kind of tournament that it is. After yeah. you go through the the wars, if you will, of winning yeah. your league, the Memorial Cup, dare I say, is almost an afterthought after all of it. It is, yeah. And uh, it's it, it's odd because I don't, I mean, I, I don't really know uh, uh, if the players, if... Uh, if it's over for them after they win the OHL and, and the Mem Cup is just, you know, it's just a bonus or if that's like the actual goal is to win the Mem Cup. I mean, that's, that's the thing that, again, I've, I've heard, you know, kind of back and forth from people that no, like they want to win the OHL and that's like their main goal. And then the Mem Cup is just a bonus, but you know, they, uh, you know, they won't be too sad if they lose kind of thing. And so who knows if, if, if that's what it is or not, but um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things things that they for whatever reason they've only won once <laughs> but they have been to the finals like a lot more times than that and so um again it's you you still have to tip tip your cap to them just just how hard it is even even just to get to the finals so absolutely uh here with the kitchener rangers it's been six times to the final yeah. so you got you know right and, and it's also a proud long-standing franchise only about a year behind the peterborough Peets in terms of overall history I'm going off the top of my head here, but I think, so you, you mentioned that 95, 96 season that, that was the seven game final against Guelph, wasn't it? Where the the, the road team. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> do you, how vivid are your memories of that OHL final? You must've been like the first year you're fully invested. You must've been yeah. losing your mind. Oh gosh. It was, it was, it was wild. I mean, that, that was such an odd, uh, year because they they didn't have like like a great team like like their team was 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 good but it wasn't wasn't you know wasn't a very good team uh and then they they just kind of came alive after they they they, they hosted or were or, uh, once, once they found out they were gonna host they just went on a roll the whole playoffs and then uh, they beat i think the last three teams in the playoffs were, were all kind of ahead of them and so once they got to guelph it was odd because i don't think any team won at home i think they all won on the road that year and I remember, uh, you know, there, there was no TV to, to watch those games back then. It was all just on radio. And I, I remember just being huddled around the radio with my dad and, and, and my, my mom, who was, who was really into it too, uh, just, just listening to that. And, of course, we all went nuts when, when, they, when they scored in Game 7 in overtime. That was pretty incredible. Who was calling your games then? Do you remember? Uh, that's a good question. I think it was Gary Dalladay. Yeah, was- because... I wasn't sure if he did the radio. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, I, I that year, but it was definitely the year after they did it. Right. Okay. And so that that year when you mentioned no home team won, I heard that in an effort for Game Six to win, the Pete's got on the bus in Peterborough and took the bus to the rink just to mess up with the mojo and make them think it's a road game. Didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> okay. It may not have, but. But on the road in game seven in yeah. Guelph, something worked very well for yeah. a guy by the name of Mike Martone, Percent. who I know you spoke to for this yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. He was, again, um, it, that was, that was so cool to talk to guys like that. And for him, cause you know, when, when you're 12 years old, kind of seeing these guys, they're, they're like rock stars to you. Right. I mean, they're, they're big, they're six foot, 200 pound guys. And uh, to me, I would have thought that every one of them could probably play, you know, pro hockey. But uh, but so that that was really cool to to actually talk with him, like you know, 25 years later. <laughs> <And we're laughs> a little bit 
Nichols now. And uh, yeah, that, that was really special. That, that, was, that was really nice of him to, to talk about it. And it was funny because after we, we talked, he said, you know, thanks for, thanks for, you know, talking. This is great to talk about that stuff and kind of relive some memories. And so I think, I think he had a good time talking about it too. So that was do, nice. you, do you keep a, an eye on his son now, Porter, who's playing in Mississauga at all? Yeah, he's, he's doing really well, isn't he? Yeah. We're, we're, we're very proud of him. I mean, uh, I mean, he basically grew up here, so it's, uh, it's always nice to see that. Absolutely. So you had to wait another decade, which isn't too bad. All things considered. Oh, six, the team's back to another championship. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that was, that was a neat year because, uh, they, they, they went through some, I don't want to say tough times, but they, like ever since the Mem Cup that year, like they, they never really went that far in the playoffs. They would get beat out in the first round all the time. And then people were starting to get, you know, frustrated and whatnot. And so, and then uh, in the year, I think 03, 04, when, when they didn't make the playoffs, which is odd because for like 27 years, they always made the playoffs. And so when they didn't, that was a big thing. And people started getting upset and then people didn't want to go to games anymore and all that stuff. And so the, they, they really kind of, um they did something special at the end of that year which, which i talked about in the book that that really you know kind of kind of gets everybody together and uh and then that that core group that lost that year that that was the same group that kind of came back the next year and then they started to build that that championship team which which they had i think it was the next year after that but it, it all started with that with that that 0304 year where they they lost and they you know they, they were embarrassed and so i thought that that was such a great story that 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 06 year came from that 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 year kind of two years earlier than that where they built everything together from the ground up and so i i thought that was a nice story and then that that turned out to be the, the most successful year that they've ever had so truth time nick last year ohl final versus the evil empire and it's okay if you call them that because everybody knows <laughs> london knights the team that everybody else in the league loves to hate how did you feel about the Peeps' chances in that final? Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Knights fans that are not going to like this, but I was pretty confident that they were going to beat them. Uh, just it's 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 just a thing in sports. They, it, 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 it's hard to explain, but sometimes people they they just have their their number, right? It's just um, I I mean I knew that they were a good team, of course, but I I just think in the back of my mind that I think they can beat these guys. I was more worried about Ottawa and. Uh, course north bay i thought they they were the better team than peterborough but peterborough beat them but i thought once once they beat north bay i said i i think they can probably beat these guys so and that's what happened well it just goes to show what uh people like me around the league really know i've been covering it for a long time and my prediction uh, my predictions last year were sarnia and north bay in the final that, missed yeah. it completely <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean North Bay was a really good team. So again, just it was it was Game Seven, and like anything can happen in that, right? So it, uh, it turned out well for the Beats, that's for sure. I was just talking. Maybe you can answer this one, Nick, because I was just talking to my partner on this podcast that does the Tuesday episodes with me, and I said at some point we got to start looking at the Peterborough Peats this year and say, hang <laughs> on, like this is the defending OHL champ. They're not supposed to be yeah. doing what they're doing. Yeah. Why? How? What's going on in Peterborough, Nick? 
I don't know. I mean, I, I was surprised too. I mean, obviously it was, it's, it's a, it's a nice surprise, but um, you know, it's normally when, whenever they go on a run like that, the next year is not very good. And, uh, but I think it, they, they have some new people in charge now, which they, they have different ways of kind of looking at things. And uh, I think their, their coach has, has done a great job clearly. And uh, just, just the turnover there is, is just incredible. And I think uh, a lot of it is, is uh, just the younger guys that, that, uh, that they've kind of brought up, you know, and then they, they've been doing really well and, and uh, it, it just seems to be working for them. And then you, you can tell that they're, they're uh, uh, such a close knit team. And um, uh, which is funny because uh, one of the Pete's comes and lives with us now. And so uh, we've been a billet for about three years. And so, uh, you know, you see them come over at the house and they're, 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 they're so great together just, just to kind of see them interact. And so I think that, that shows on the ice too. I love that. What's it like? Tell me a little more about being a billet. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool experience. I mean, I, I, again, I never thought I'd ever be a billet. Um, and that was something that wasn't my idea. <laughs> it was the better half's idea. Uh, it, it just kind of came as a joke one day because, you know, she loves to bake. She's, she's, she's uh, uh, such a great cook. And uh, I, I would tell her, I said, you know, stop, stop baking because I have zero control when it comes to like, a pie or something. And so I said, with, with these guys, it's great. You can cook whatever you want. They'll, they'll eat it and they won't gain, they won't gain an ounce. And uh, yeah. And then, so we, we did it and we, we had such a great experience with our first kid that we had. And uh, we, you get really attached to them. They, they become part of your family. And uh uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're there for them at the end of, you know, most days and they, you know, they, they kind of tell you what's going on and yeah, you, you get really attached to them. And so uh, this is our second guy we have now, but uh, we, we, we still keep in touch with our first guy. He was, he was he's uh, such a great young man and we're, we're very proud of him and we hope uh, uh, that he does well in life, whatever he does. You know, it, it's funny you talk about keeping in touch and it's just been such a short time, but one of my favorite things about getting to know people in this league is how connected they remain to their billet families even decades later like yeah. there and, and clearly you you recognize the connection and the sure, bond yeah. that's created yeah. here it does sure. not go away no no absolutely not i mean even i mean uh uh so like our guy got got traded last year happened to the year and uh he uh he would always send me a text either on my birthday or father's day saying hey you know thanks for being such a great billet dad and of course he did the same thing for uh his his mom and so uh and that just like it it, it almost brings a tear to your eye because i'm so adorable that is but it's uh that, that just shows you just how how awesome that that guy was and uh uh of course our new guy is is uh, just as good and we you know, we uh think think very highly of him too you alluded to this already and I think kind of halfways answered it when you said this was really at the urging of your better half who loves to bake and all of these other things. But I wondered, Nick, like, is it possible with a teenage hockey player in the house to ever have enough food? No. <laughs> it's, just, it's so hard. I'm not used to it. So, I mean, you come home and you think, you know, I mean, there, there was a thing there that was there like in the fridge that morning and then you look at night and then it's gone. And so you create it and need it. But you just you just kind of laugh at it. So it's just it's it is what it is. And uh no, but that's I mean, we're we're very fortunate that uh you know we we are we're actually able to do that because I'm sure some people can't. But uh no, we'll 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 do it as long as we can. And uh I you know, like you you don't do it to make money, of, of course. It's it's more of just just a service for the team and of course for the city too. So absolutely it is. And and 
kudos to you for doing it because I've got the utmost respect for opening up your home yeah. to a stranger. I know you become like family, but in the beginning, yeah. there's got to be a little bit of you know getting to used to one another. They're getting to know one another. Yeah. No, but yeah. that goes by pretty quick. I mean, uh, uh, I I think it's it, it's a little different because we're a little younger than most billets. You know, most billets they're you know sixty seven. You know, in, in, in that area. We're, we're, we're younger, right? So I think maybe that plays into a little bit where we're closer in age to them. So I think uh, that, that that could be it. Of the 101 stories that you tell in Pete's 101, as we get back to the book you wrote, mm -hmm. is there a favorite? Uh, just talking about, I think the 95, 96 season, that, that again, that, that was so special to me because that, that, I mean, that, that was the first year we ever really went to like every game. Uh, uh, you got to know the players, not all of them, but most of them. And that whole experience was just, just incredible. That whole year, just being in school and kind of seeing all this unfold and of course going to the games. And so that, that was fun to, to actually write about that. So I didn't have to research much on that one because it was all from memory. So like I knew the scores of pretty much every game. I know who scored some of them and whatnot, but uh, yeah, that, that was a fun part. Yeah. I, I know Nick that you lost your father early mm -hmm. during last season and it was you and he that had bonded by going to games for the Pete's. Uh, it must have meant that much more when they went out and won another championship last year. Yeah, very special. Um, you know, I think he, he would have really liked that, of course. But, uh, no, I mean, uh, he was there when they they first got here. So he, I mean, if he was kind of luckier than me, he actually saw them win like a Mem Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll happen in my lifetime. You know? but, no, I mean, he was, he was very proud of them. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, uh, he got to know like a lot of them very well, and uh, they of course knew him very well. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we're still going to miss him, of course, at the games. But uh, each, each each time we go there, I'm always kind of reminded of him. So that that's always nice. There was a, a puck that you got at that first game that ends up on the cover of this book. Is right. that how it works? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I again, I just kind of uh, that that puck was in our our little trophy case for like 20 years. And then I was looking and thinking what would be a good thing for the cover. And I thought, well, that'd be a good idea because I just, I just love that logo. Like that, 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 that logo again for the eighties, nineties that I thought that was such a cool logo. And I thought that that should be right on the cover. So. That's Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So in, in the 101 Pete's stories uh, is, is one of them or maybe more got to do with that rivalry uh, down what is the 35 115 and there's that that's a team in oshawa that we know about right yeah, of course yeah there's, there's two actually i was i was i was that <laughs> arrogant i would do two <laughs> but, uh, so so one one talks about the actual rivalry between oshawa and peterborough and then one talks about a little incident that happened in the in the early 80s where some some uh, some words were exchanged and some you know some fists may have been exchanged so that that i kind of talk about that because i think that that was an important moment. Yeah, and and that rivalry, I still list it, <clears throat> Scouts Honor, as my favorite rivalry in the league because I still think with the history behind it, we've still got a little bit of that, despite the fact, like, what the heck are you you guys doing making trades this year? Like, that doesn't make any sense either. I know. <laughs> you know, is what it is. <laughs> no. But no, it's, uh, that's 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 uh, such a unique rivalry. Like I think it's 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 not as intense as as it once was. Yeah. Uh, with with the fighting, of course, is a lot different. But 
but uh, it, it's still there. I mean, they, they still like flat out don't like each other. I mean, it's, I mean that's, that's, that's what my player told me last year, even the year before. So yeah, we don't like them. And that's, they, they've kind of, kind of, kind of grown into that just, just from, you know, just from other players telling them this is our rival. We don't like these people. <laughs> and, and so I think uh, it's like a generational thing where, where they, they've always had a rivalry. And so I think that that will always kind of go on. I remember Jeff, not to make it too much about him, he's getting a lot of pub in this podcast. Jeff Tui is, but uh, <laughs> I, I remember him telling me when we talked that, I mean, when they would be going into Oshawa for a game, as they got closer to the arena, the bus would basically go silent because they knew what this game meant against that rival. That's that's how that's how deep the rivalry runs, really. Yeah, and, and it's it's not just hockey too. I mean, like there there's a lot of people that, that are from Peterborough that worked in Oshawa. So I think that kind of contributed to it as well. So it wasn't just hockey, it was it was other things as well. I mean, yes, we're we're very close. Um, you know, just only 45 minutes down the road. Uh, but there there's a lot of similarities there. And so and but but it wasn't just hockey, it was soccer, it was baseball, it was I mean, I I played soccer all, all my life, and believe me, it was similar. Whenever we go to Oshawa, we we those were those were tough games yeah so for whatever reason i don't know if it's in the water or not there's just a big rivalry between those two cities okay now maybe maybe i'm just weird this way but it strikes me as a little bit odd that a foot doctor forgive me uh i is it orthopedist um pedorthist pedorthist thank you and the son of a pedorthist right kicked a ball like is this is soccer doesn't make sense to me here is should it are you supposed to be protecting those things <laughs> i know but that's just what it is yeah i know yeah my uh yeah, so my dad uh so uh when, when he kind of came to canada uh, back in the early 50s uh he needed to have a job because at the time his, his family was very poor and so um his his dad got him like a job in town here uh uh, uh so he actually worked for like a guy who 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 basically mixed uh, uh made shoes and so that's kind of how he kind of got into this and, and, and people had had foot problems even back in the 50s and 60s and so he started making these little tiny insoles that he would actually build into people's shoes and then from there it kind of grew into this business that that he started in 1970 and that i i kind of took over uh, about 10 years ago absolutely incredible i love it what what nick do you hope people take away from Pete's 101 the unofficial history of the Peterborough Pete's well just uh I hope that they that they take away just just as much history about this team as as they can so I think uh the 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 whole point of me writing this book was 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 to kind of get as much information about this team as I could and kind of summarize it in a way that's very easy to read um and then that that kind of tells people the most important points or at least the most important points that I think there was and, and 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 kind of summarize it in a way that's very easy to read and so like yeah i mean uh i mean it's it is a slightly lengthy book but if if, if you were to talk with the pete's entire history that would be like an 800 to 1000 page book and so i really tried to get as much information as i could from a variety of sources and try to really kind of simple it down so that it's you know pretty easy to read and then, and then people would have a very good understanding of uh, how this team got here some of their successes, their failures, uh, some of the things they've had to overcome, uh, and of course, some of the most you know famous people that have come through here, and and and, and of, of course, how they came here, which which that is like another funny part. I mean, each each person that that has kind of come through here, they're all slightly different. Like they all have their different stories, and I, I thought that was really interesting. And and there are 
some names associated with that franchise. Like you walk through the main concourse and you see the flags and you've got Nielsen, you've got Iserman, you've got Bowman up there. Like it just goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just incredible. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, I, I didn't know, you know, I was, I was just kind of getting in touch with, with, with the piece and kind of getting to know them and whatnot. And then I, I, I we'd watch hockey night in Canada and, and, and my dad would say, oh, look, there's Scotty Bowman. He used to coach at Peace. Or, oh, look, there's Wayne Gretzky. He used to play with Peace. There's Steve Eisenman. He used to play with me. It seemed there's, there's like, you could watch almost any game and there would be some connection to Peterborough. And so I think that also kind of thought, wow, this, this team must be really cool. If all these people played here, this team must be pretty special. And so they, they clearly are. The, just the names that this, this team has, has, uh, has, has had played, uh, the, the, uh, some of the names that have, that have played on this team is just incredible. It's got to be, and I'm going off the top of my head again, but when you talk about that, uh, if not the most players have gone on to the NHL, it's definitely like top three or top five in the league for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, for, for a while they were the, the best, but, that's right. but I'm sure now they're one of the best, but that's, that's still pretty incredible. I mean, uh, when you think of the odds, it, it is for, for a player to even make the NHL. Just, just to play a few games, but not, not only that, but to have a career in the NHL. It's, 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 it's impressive that there are that many names that came from Peterborough. Absolutely. Really mm-hmm. well said. I know that the Peets, I mean, they are very much in the fabric of the community of Peterborough. So is this going to create new Peets fans? I'm not sure they need any more right there in Peterborough for sure. But what about maybe, Nick, uh, could we be creating another junior hockey fan if they read this book and understand the connection, you know, between you and your dad and, and, and the team and the community and the game at this level, et cetera. Yeah. That, that's one thing that, that I kind of hope for is that, is that, you know, maybe there's, you know, that, that there, there's some dad out there or, or mom uh, that can maybe take their, that their child to this game. And then hopefully they get the same experience that I had, because I, I can't tell you how many wonderful memories we had going to those games. Um, we, we had, we had so much fun and, and uh, we, we, we shared it with, with so many other people that, that, that of course were around us. And that, that, that was just a thrill of a lifetime. And so I hope that that people, you know, maybe read this one day and then maybe think, oh, maybe this is something that, that I could take my kids to, or even friends or, or whatnot. And so, um, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a fir- I'm a firm believer that this is such a great experience to to have is to to, to go to these games and uh, just to be a part of this team is, is is just incredible. How do you feel? Like you mentioned earlier about being a a somewhat shy guy. And and here we are sitting as strangers having a near hour long conversation. That aside, how do yeah. you feel about putting yourself out there like this? Like you know, Pete's one hundred and one, the book by Nick Caravaggio is going to be on shelves, and people are going to get it. And maybe my buddy Mike Davies over at the Examiner is going to write a really bad critique of. He wouldn't, but <laughs> how do you feel about this? Uh, you know, I mean, you're 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 obviously a little nervous about it, but uh, you know, nervous, excited, but you know, at at the end of the day, it's just, again, it's, it's, it's just what, what I wanted to do. And um, I'm sure there's going to be critics. I'm sure there's going to be people that, that, that are going to criticize, but that's, that's just the nature of the beast. And that's, that's, that's just what, what happens when, whenever you kind of create something, there's always going to be some, some criticism and that's, that's the way it is. And so um, I, I, I didn't do it for, for the critics or for the accolades or any money that you may or may not make of this book. I, I did it just, just for the love of the sport and the love of the team and something that I just wanted to do personally. And so I, I just wanted something like this out there because I've uh, always been a big fan of history and, of course, sports history. And there are many books written about many of the great teams, the Canadians, the Leafs, Yankees, 
And so I, I thought it, 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 it would be cool to have a, some book about the Pete's that was like that out there. So that's what I wanted to do. I think it's uh, incredibly cool. And I'll do this part for you. It would make a great Christmas gift. We are yeah. coming up into that season. Where are people going to be able to get their hands on it, Nick? Uh, mostly through Amazon. Uh, it, it'll be soft cover, hard cover, and then uh, maybe Kindle. I think I'm just kind of configuring that out, but I'm, I'm sure that'll happen. But uh, And then um, I think there's some places around town that'll probably have it too. Do you have a literary agent yet? What about book two? <laughs> uh, see what happens. I mean, um, I'm actually getting married in about two weeks. And so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens after that. But uh, well, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I think we make our trip through Peterborough. Oh my gosh. No, I was going to say February. I can't remember. But when we do get there, what seats am I going to find you in? Uh, so right underneath you, actually. So we're, we're section C10. So okay, I'm making a note. Yeah, yeah we, we always hear the announcer because he's like a few rows behind us. And so it's always funny to see who's back there. I like to joke that those are the best seats in the house, but obviously when you're a Peterborough fan and some jack wagons calling exciting plays about the Kitchener Rangers, it probably doesn't go that way. It's all, it's all part of it. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Uh, this has been uh, a ton of fun. I love getting the chance to talk to another passionate junior hockey fan because that's what it's all about for me too. So best of luck with the book and thank you so much for sitting on and doing this with me. Hey, thanks very much for having me. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.